Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Loving v. Virginia. So grab your marriage certificate. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Wallentowski. And we hung out yesterday. Oh my God, I got to see you in person. In person. <laughs> and we also saw our sweet, amazing, dear intern Houston. Oh, we went and saw his play. It was amazing. It was so Shout fun. out to Houston. Oh, Houston. We love you so, so much. We're so proud of you. Um, and the whole the whole gang was together, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It hasn't happened in so long because we've been so remote yeah. since le pandemic. Mm-hmm. Literal years, literal years. I know. It really makes a difference to sort of see you in the flesh. I know. I think the last time. Oh no, I was going to say the last time I saw you. It wasn't the time that I fell asleep during a show at the Broadway. It was the time after that. No, it was when we saw K-pop. Oh, did we see K-pop after 1776? I think so. Thank you for outing me for falling wow. asleep at 1776. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did we not talk? I, I'm I almost certain we, we talked about. We did. We did. Seeing this musical. Well, to be fair, our opinions of the musical aside, it is an, a three-hour oh, plus musical. It is. It is old. And it was only the first act that you were snoozing. I was. I was doing the head bob. You you perked up for act two. I did. I was like. It was, it was a long musical. It was long. Well, and because I got my nap in during act one. So for act two, I was ready. You were ready to sign that <laughs> Declaration was, of Independence. I was. I was like, end. hand me the papier where it is. Hand it to me. Hand it to me. But yes, we saw each other in the flesh. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah. And now we're back to our regular scheduled programming <laughs> of the looking at each other on a Zoom call. Yes. Woohoo. Um, and I have no idea what the today's episode is about. Nope. We're doing you've lo- you are into surprising me these days. Yes. This one I will this- do you want to take a guess at it? I mean, I'll give you a hint. The How only about- thing I can guess. Uh huh. Oh, what are you gonna say? No, no. Take you say first, and then I'll go. In a weird way, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because I found out about this while with you yesterday. But is it on the Unabomber? <laughs> oh no! But that would have been a real fun one. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought about doing so, that, and then I was like, that feels oddly very it's, morbid. It's a, bit, it's a bit dark. Yeah, it's a bit It's a bit more morbid. And not that we don't do morbid, because we have done morbid things. Obviously, our favorite episodes to do are assassination Right, episodes. right, right. But it just feels we were together yeah. when we when we found out that Ted Kaczynski died. Right. I already thought he was dead, so Arden had to inform <laughs> I was me like, that he's actually been alive. I was this like, whole Ted time. Kaczynski's dead. She was like, Didn't he die? Like, didn't Is they he... kill him? Yeah, I literally was like, I thought we killed him. Right. Like I thought, but of course I was confusing him with what's his face, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City bomber. bomber. Yeah. Yes. A lot of bombers. Okay, so it's not on Ted Kaczynski. Mm-mm. Okay. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Like, again, yeah. that's that's a dark one. Um. Well, gosh, what else could it be? What month are we in? We're in June? Yes. Is it Pride related? It is Pride related. Okay. It's Pride related. Okay. It's it's uplifting. Love. Yeah, it's not a... It's not a kidnapping. It's not a murder. <laughs> Okay. I know. Also, I know. Um, okay. Is it uh, about a person, place, or thing? <laughs> is it a noun? It is a noun. It is about a oh, noun. Shit. Okay. I know. Really narrows it down. Is it a person? It is about persons, yes. Pe- okay, it's about people. Uh-huh. Whew. Oh, God. Are they gay? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. It's persons who are not gay, but it's pride related. Adja- it's adjacent. It's, it's pride adjacent. It's like it's yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'll give you a hint. Can I have a I'll give you a hint. Yeah. What else happens in June? SCOTUS. Right. Is it a court case? It is indeed. It's okay. Okay, it's a court case mm-hmm. about people. Uh-huh. Oh, I don't know. It's Pride Adjacent. It's Pride Adjacent. I feel like that's as far as we might get guessing wise without bigger clues. Okay. Do you want to send me the episode then? Sure. Okay. So it's a, ooh, golly. And I don't, I don't know that you're going to immediately get it upon receipt, like understand what it is. (laughs) I know my court cases. Okay, great. Who the, who the fuck am I? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) This is exciting. This is exciting. I love a court case. Mm-hmm. I I was really surprised. I know this court case. Okay, great. I'm so excited. Yeah, of course I know this court case. Loving v. Virginia. How have we not done this one? Isn't this the one uh, that was about um, interracial marriage? Yeah. 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 It got rid of interracial marriage. Or, or the ban. It got, the, got rid of the ban on interracial marriage, I should say. Yes. Yes. Love it. Love it. Ooh, yes. how fun. Yeah. How fun. Okay. Yeah. And then it's um was like part of the basis for um Obergefell v. Hodges. That's right. That's yeah. right. It laid the foundation. Yeah. Oh, how fun. Ooh, yes. I didn't know we were coming in to do a court case today. Did you see? Because we are in Supreme Court decision season. Did you see that they ruled on a gerrymandering case? I did. Even though they already said that they're not going to do any more gerrymandering. I know, right? But they ruled in favor of, like... Yeah. Yeah. Of, of like, you know, racial discrimination. They it Basically, like, the Roberts court, and specifically John Roberts, who I believe wrote the opinion, mm-hmm. 
continues to like um what's it called contradict himself oh uh, do you not know john roberts you're right <laughs> you're right john contradictory roberts <laughs> like literally they're like this map violates the you know what's the thing that they gutted the voting rights act right you know violates these things and i'm like you mean the thing that you said we don't need because we've solved the issue right <laughs> what do you want? Make it make sense, John. What do you want, make John? Make it make sense. And then, of course, yeah. Clarence Thomas wrote, like, a 50-page, like, separate descent of, like, <laughs> just being, that's to me, when I read his writing, scowls. just so mad, just so mad. I'm like, my guy, you're so, lives to be contrarian, mm-hmm. that man. Yeah. Uh, well, this is fun. This is very honor. It's very fun. In honor of SCOTUS season, in honor of pride, Mm -hmm. in honor of just like, like being able to just like love who you love. Yeah, love who you love. We're doing the aptly name, Loving V. Virginia. Yes. And we're going to talk about it at the end, but June 12th is is called Loving Day because that's what day the the court case was decided. Tomorrow is Loving Day. Tomorrow. And. Two days from after this came out, or before this came out, yeah. this comes out. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Um, well, tell us about today's sources. Okay. We've got it. We've got a handful today. I know. Ooh, ooh, yeah. so many yeah. good yeah. ones. Yeah. 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 So first up is uh, some information from CUNY John Jay College. Love. History.com. Obviously. Obviously. The National Archives. Mm. Yes. Yes. The Constitution Center. Mm. 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 Meaty. Meaty. And always, when we do court cases, oh, yay, oh, yay, oh, yay. Oh, yay, oh, yay, oh, yays. Ooh, these are great sources. How fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okie dokie. Well, let's talk about an overview of this case before we get into the nitty gritty. So... Loving v. Virginia was a Supreme Court case that struck down state laws banning interracial marriage in the United States. The plaintiffs in the case were Richard and Mildred Loving, a white man and a black woman, whose marriage was deemed illegal according to Virginia state law. With the help of the American Civil Liberties Union, or the ACLU, the Lovings appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, which ruled unanimously that so-called, quote, anti-miscegenation statutes were unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment. The decision is often cited as a watershed moment in the dismantling of Jim Crow race laws. Yeah, I mean, this was huge. Like, not only to have a Supreme Court ruling that is in favor of, let's call it equal equal rights, equality, etc., but to have it unanimously done? Yeah. Says something. It says something. Says Especially something. All the courts below were like, and, and it wasn't just this case. There were other cases who similarly ruled um, against the couples in mm-hmm. favor of, you know, they, they ruled against these marriages. 
um, because they were like, well, you've got one white, one black person in this couple. Uh, so the races are being treated equally. So therefore, uh, it's not against the 14th Amendment. So, yeah, um, you know, your rate, your marriage is illegal. <laughs> yeah, I think it also highlights why the Supreme Court can be so powerful is mm-hmm. because in this time that this was decided, there's no way federal law would have been able to go through to like pass a law that like overruled the states. No. You know, like that was never going to happen. No. And so this avenue, like the the influence of the Supreme Court laid the foundation for like actual <laughs> equality that yeah. the federal government, the legislative branch, wasn't able to do yet at this point. Yeah. Big. Big. So let's talk about what happened leading up to the case historically, where we are in the time frame historically. And then yes. we'll talk about the Lovings as a couple, where they were leading up to the case. So the Loving case was a challenge to centuries of American laws banning miscegenation, i.e., any marriage or, quote, interbreeding. To use the word breeding in any way, shape, or form. Nope. Is never okay. Like, I don't care in what context. It's always creepy. It's always weird. No. Nope. Like, I I would rather like procreation than breeding. Breeding. I don't even like it when they use it when referring to animals in zoos. Like, we're breeding these two. Like, I don't even like that because I don't. Like, can we just. Like, let's just have them date. Can they just date? Like, casually right. put the... Like, that That seems... Well, yeah, breeding... You're right. Breeding connotates, like, an intentionality... Right. ...to creating offspring, which right. in some cases, when you're doing, like, animals or whatever, you're trying to, like, breed per- the perfect specimen, whatever. Right, right, right. But to think about that in terms of humans is really unsettling and creepy. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. So any kind of intermarriage... Among different races, that's what miscegenation means. Restrictions on miscegenation existed as early as the colonial era, and of the 50 United States, all but nine states had a law against the practice at some point in their history. So, very popular Mm -hmm. in the United States. Early attempts to dispute race-based marriage bans in court met with little success, One of the first and most noteworthy cases was 1883's Pace v. Alabama, in which the United States Supreme Court ruled that an Alabama anti-miscegenation law was constitutional because it punished black people and white people equally. Sure. Sure. It's equal, so it's fine. (laughs) fine. It's one of those things where it's like, okay. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah, but come on. But come on. (laughs) Come on. In 1888, meanwhile, the high court ruled that states had the authority to regulate marriage. By the 1950s, more than half the states in the Union, including every state in the South, shocker, shocker, still had laws restricting marriage by racial classifications. In Virginia, interracial marriage was illegal until 1924's Racial Integrity Act. 
Those who violated the law risked anywhere from one to five years in a state penitentiary. You would go to jail. To jail. To jail for, to marrying, jail. for, for marrying somebody from a different race. Right. To jail. Right, right, right. Right. And like, you know, the fact that this was happening, that this happened in the, you know, 1950s, uh, or maybe, you know, almost 1960s, really, was when this court was, this court case was decided. Mm-hmm. The Civil War has been over for 100 years, give or take. <laughs> uh-huh. And we're still having these kinds of conversations. It just show it's just like so profound how deep rooted and like ingrained in society Jim Crow laws were mm-hmm. because this like the civil it would have been 100 years yeah you know and and you would think that in 100 years after the worst <laughs> battle on american soil right in which like we abolished slavery equal rights 14 15th amendments come 13 14 15th amendments come through Hundred years later, we're like it's a. There's almost been little to no progress in some regards, which is crazy. Crazy. One hundred years, we can't yeah. get it together. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh All right, let's talk about the Lovings specifically. So in 1958, Mildred Jeter and Richard Loving, both residents of the state of Virginia, got married lawfully in the District of Columbia. Mildred Jeter was black and Richard Loving was white. Very important to know. Mm-hmm. Shortly after, the couple was indicted for violating a Virginia state ban on interracial marriage. They pleaded guilty in 1959 and were sentenced to one year in jail for simply getting married. For simply getting married. The judge who tried the case, so the case where they pled guilty and then got sentenced to a year in jail... That judge offered to suspend their jail sentence for 25 years if they left Virginia for 25 years. <laughs> so it's like, get out of town. Right. And you don't have to go to jail. What a crazy... <laughs> right. This is such like a misuse of power in such, such a bizarre way. Right. It's like, go to jail for a year. Or leave the state for 25? 25 years, yeah. 25 years? Yeah. The Lovings decided to move to D.C. and Mm -hmm. in 1963 filed a motion to vacate the judgment on the grounds that the law they were accused of breaking violated their 14th Amendment rights. In 1964, they petitioned the United States District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia to institute a class action. The Supreme Court of Appeals of Virginia upheld the Loving's conviction, arguing that the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment had not been violated since, just like in the Alabama case many, many years prior, the representatives of both races were punished equally. Following their court case, the Lovings were forced to leave Virginia and relocate to Washington, D.C., They lived in exile in the nation's capital for several years, raised three children, but they longed to return to their hometown. Desperate, Mildred Loving wrote a letter to U.S. Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy asking for assistance. Kennedy referred the Lovings to the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, who agreed to take their case. 
Don, Don, Don. Imagine. I mean, isn't that crazy, though? Like, you write to the attorney general, who is Robert F. Kennedy, F. Kennedy. and he responds being like, hey, call this guy. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Go off. That, right. Like, that would not happen now. No. You wouldn't even no, get, no. no. You wouldn't get a response from an intern now. Yeah. No. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. So, enter the Supreme Court case, enter SCOTUS. So, two attorneys, Bernard Cohen and Philip Hirschkop, volunteered to take the Lovings case and petitioned the county circuit court to drop the sentence on the basis of the 14th Amendment. Simultaneously, Cohen and Hirschkop filed a class action lawsuit in the U.S. District Court of Eastern Virginia. But before this could move forward, County Judge Leon Bazile denied the motion to vacate the Loving sentence. The Lovings then moved on to petition the Virginia Supreme Court, where their motion was denied and returned to the appellate courts. This did not dissuade the Lovings or their attorneys from fighting their cause. The final test arrived in May 1966, when Cohen and Hirschkop filed an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. During oral arguments, Virginia's assistant attorney general... Robert D. McIlwain III defended the constitutionality of his state's anti-miscegenation law and compared it to similar regulations against incest and polygamy. For sure. Yes. I mean, I We mean, love to see it. It is, it is like textbook. Mm-hmm. It's textbook yeah. uh, gameplay, right? Yes. Where when we're arguing for anything equality related when it comes yes. to marriage, the opposing side is always going to bring up two things. They're going to bring up incest. Yeah. And they're going to bring up polygamy. Yeah. It is like you got you got you got to come up with something new. I know. You got to come like, up with something new. They're just missing the third one. Where's bestiality? I mean like that's Oh, true. Yeah, you, you know? don't get bestiality enough. I know. I you, don't, you really don't see it. And I'm missing yeah. it here in this argument. It's really yeah. sad. It's it's a heavy hitter, and it should have been used. Cohen and Hirschkop argued that the anti-miscegenation laws violated due process and equal protection because racial segregation was at its heart. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, you, and well, it, it's a strong argument. They're like, look, the reason why this law was made the intention of this law came from race, racial segregation, right. which the 14th Amendment says, oh, it can't do. Right. Says, no bueno. No. Says, no bueno. No. During one exchange, Hirschkop stated that Virginia's interracial marriage law and others like it were rooted in racism and white supremacy. Quote, these are not health and welfare laws, he argued. These are slavery laws, pure and simple. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great argument. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I bet the Supreme Court justices were all like, yeah. 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 That's, he's uh, got a point. He's got a point there. He's got a point. Yeah. Yeah. They are, aren't they? They are, <laughs> aren't they? That yeah. seems more like an appropriate argument than, uh, what did you say? 
incest and polygamy. Incest and polygamy? Yeah, huh. And so they're like, I'm picking up what huh. you're putting down here. Yeah. I would like to pick up that and put down the incest argument. Here. I'm going to yeah. put that one down. Mm-hmm. So then on June 12th, 1967, the Supreme Court voted unanimously in favor of the Lovings. Great. Their 14th Amendment rights were indeed violated, including the right to due process and equal protection under the law. Go off. Go off. The landmark ruling not only overturned the Lovings' 1958 criminal conviction, it also struck down existing laws against interracial marriage in 16 U.S. states, including Virginia. Take that, Virginia. Take it. Take that. Take it. Shove it. So here is an excerpt from the majority opinion written by Chief Justice Earl Warren. This is is all a quote. Marriage is one of the basic civil rights of man, fundamental to our very existence and survival. To deny this fundamental freedom on so unsupportable a basis as the racial classifications embodied in these statutes, classifications so directly subversive to the principle of equality at the heart of the 14th Amendment, is surely to deprive all the state's citizens of liberty without due process of law. The 14th Amendment requires that the freedom of choice to marry not be restricted by invidious racial discriminations. Under our Constitution, the freedom to marry or not marry a person of another race resides with the individual and cannot be infringed by the state. These convictions must be reversed. Ooh, I know. It's a great. It's a great it's a one. Great excerpt. Go yeah, off, it's Earl. Good. Go off. I know it's good. Yeah, yeah he did. He's literally like, who people decide to marry has nothing to do with the states. Yeah, their business. Their business. It's their business. They yeah. get to make that decision. Yep. Yep. So, bye, 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 Virginia. Bye. I can I can see how this, especially reading this excerpt, it's so clear to me how yeah. the Obergefell case. Yeah ultimately like stood on this shoulders because it's the exact same thing you're just taking out race and and putting in sexual orientation it's like if the state can't infringe on race yep how can you argue that they can infringe on sexual orientation it's two consenting adults right wishing to marry right so what is what is the what's the value difference race yeah like what is yeah What's the difference? Yeah. This is, you, let's all say it together, precedent. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about the aftermath of Mm. Loving v. Virginia and what happened. Following this decision, anti-miscegenation laws that remained on the books in several states became impossible to enforce with the Supreme Court's decision upholding interracial marriage. Despite the court's decision, however, Some states, shocker, were slow to alter their laws. The last state to officially accept the ruling was Alabama, which only removed an anti-miscegenation statute from its state constitution. Get ready for the year, people. Get ready for the year. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up and recent. Mm Mm-hmm. In two 
2000. In 2000. 2000. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 2000. And before that, it was still technically in the state of Alabama illegal to get to have interracial marriages. Because they still had it on their books. Because they still had it on their books. Now, was it enforced? I assume not. Not. But the fact, but it's like, 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 these things matter. Symbols matter. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are so many laws that are like this that have been only recently taken off states' books or are still on states' books that, like, yes, maybe they're not being enforced, but the fact that they are still there in writing means something. Because mm-hmm. it says something about a state's state. values, mm-hmm. their values, and what they hold dear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The reported number of interracial marriages in the American South increased steadily in the years after Loving v. Virginia. Obviously, because if people are allowed to marry who they want, those numbers are going to yeah. go up. Yeah, because you don't have the love fear of love. being thrown in jail. Right. <laughs> love you love. And the decision of Loving v. Virginia is routinely cited as a landmark court case in the fight for racial equality in the United States. In addition to its implications for interracial marriage, Loving v. Virginia was also invoked in subsequent court cases concerning same-sex marriage, like we've been talking about. In 2015, for example, Justice Anthony Kennedy cited the Loving case in his opinion on the Supreme Court case Obergefell v. Hodges, which legalized gay marriage across the United States. On December 13, 2022, President Joe Biden signed the Respect for Marriage Act into law. The law requires that individual states recognize same-sex and interracial marriages that were lawfully performed in other states. Right. Because they were afraid that the Supreme Court was le- was going to overturn. Overturn. Yeah. Which is right. not unfounded. I mean, when... No. I forget what court case it was. Maybe it was Roe v. Wade. Um, but That was the one that scared everybody because it was like, okay, well, there goes abortion. So now... Well, no, well Clarence Thomas literally in a separate dissent and i can't remember if it was for road but it was for it was a dissent that he wrote where he was like we need to re-examine a burgerfell v hodges mm-hmm. we need to yeah. re-examine god there was another one maybe it was um birth control one there was yeah there's a birth control one yeah i think the yeah. only one he didn't and i think people called him out for this didn't uh um, say we need to re-examine was loving v. Virginia because he himself is in an interracial inter- marriage. Right. And it right. is well. so ironic when you think about like Obergefell was clearly, and as we see is cited in Anthony Kennedy's opinion, influenced, like the precedent of loving helped influence the passage of Obergefell. So yeah. for Clarence Thomas to try to like you know, have his cake and eat it too and be like, we need to re-examine Obergefell. And um, it's like, if you re-examine Obergefell, you have to re-examine Loving because right. it was decided because of Loving. So to get rid of that is like, is there something about how that was decided that wasn't necessarily constitutional? Because if so, like... Right. Then hello, hello. What about your marriage? I mean, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I know. I think we just got it right. And I think that's okay. You right, know, and right. I think we can like let it be I think we can okay. Let it be. I think we can let it be. Yay. 
Yeah. The only the only nice thing I'll ever say about Clarence Thomas is he is an excellent writer. He is a very good writer. Um, it's just the arguments that he makes, I think, are wild. But he writes them very well. So he he is. He is a very good writer. Yeah. Um, but not to end this episode on something about Clarence Thomas. No, there's nothing to do with he's him. A very, he's a very poo-poop of a man. Let's end on a very celebratory note, which is just to say that this case was decided on June 12th. And we said at the top that June 12th is the anniversary of Loving View, Virginia. So now, June 12th is known as Loving Day, which is a holiday celebrating multiracial families. It is. I mean, obviously, like, this wasn't intentional on their part, but, like, the fact that their last name was Loving. Loving? Oh, my God, it's great. Like, I mean, you can't write that kind of stuff. Are you kidding like, me? it's gold. It's gold. If if the ACLU had had, like, the, the branding and marketing, you know, like, just kind of propaganda mm-hmm. arm of you know like what we have now i mean come on come on come on could you come imagine on. what they could have done with that back then insane insane yeah. well happy um loving day belated loving day for when this comes out happy pride once again Happy or unhappy SCOTUS season remains to be seen <laughs> how we're going to feel about it. So far, I'm not, oh like, God. crazy upset. The gerrymandering thing was certainly surprising. Yeah, that was nice. But, like, it was Listen, positive. Like, I, it was I positive. Agree. I'm like, Last year was yeah. a real pooper. So I'm Oh, like, God, last year was so bad. Last year was really bad. So this year, I'm like, okay, let's okay. just. <sighs> just give it to me straight. Um, give it to me straight. So could, could 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 be worse, could could be better. We'll see. Um, but in the meantime, we love you so so much. And if you like what you've heard, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.